From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now, here's your host, Kate Burdett. Welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. I'm Kate Burdett. Coming up on today's show, we'll talk to an Ohio woman preparing to run a grueling race under some extreme conditions. Plus, a race to promote organ donation is coming up, and we'll talk to somebody who knows firsthand why those donations are so important. And we'll hear about a pretty major event coming to the home of the Columbus crew with their president and general manager. We'll have the latest from our friends at the Locked On Podcasts and from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, too. Let's get started. Less than 1% of the U.S. population has completed a marathon, but a marathon is just the starting point for this next guest. She's going to compete in the Badwater 135 on July 4th. That means she's going to run 135 miles across Death Valley in July. What? Welcome, Star Blackford. Oh, my goodness. What are you thinking? I'm I'm not sure I am thinking. Um but you know having having done it once before and and lived to tell tell the tale it looks like I'm rolling those dice a second time. So explain to us what exactly is the Badwater 135. Badwater 135 is actually an invitation only race. Um applications do have to be submitted for entry um to a committee. They then look over um each of the applications on a number of different levels and um, call their field down from there. Only a hundred participants are on the starting line each year. And then we run from the Badwater Basin um, in Death Valley, California, which is the lowest point in the 48 contiguous states. Um, It's 282 feet below sea level. And we run across Death Valley in July when temperatures usually get up to 120, maybe a little hotter, all the way to the Whitney Portal, which is 135 miles away. And that finishes up a little over 8,000 feet high. Um, Mount Whitney itself is the highest point in the 48 contiguous states. Luckily, we don't have to climb that mountain, but we do go over three mountain ranges uh, via the road over the course of the race. Oh, my goodness. And I guess they all just say it's a dry heat, right? That 120 is just a dry heat. It's not that bad. It, it, it is a dry heat, and that <laughs> both helps and harms. The, um, the biggest uh, challenge of a dry heat is, you know, it's a myth that you don't feel your sweat at all. You do, but your sweat evaporates so quickly in a dry heat that you often don't know how much you're sweating or really become aware of what your water loss is and what your water intake needs to be. So yes, it is a dry heat, which in some ways feels better, but there is nothing you can do to change the fact that 117 degrees feels ghastly. Really hot. Yeah. <laughs> how really, really hot. On average, uh, for the average competitor in this event, how long does it take to run 135 miles? The average finish time hovers right around 40 hours. You have 48 hours to complete it. Um, records are set just under 24. Whew. And this is continuous running or do you have breaks where you stop? Kind of sort of a little bit of both. Um, both depends on the pace at which you're running it as well as what one considers a break. Um, because of the rigors and the managed dangers of this event, 
Every competitor is required to have a support crew with them of two to four people who leapfrog them um, on the course with a van every two to four miles. In that van is your ice, your fluids, your foods, different types of clothing, headlamps that you might need. Because while the race provides incredible support, we're also in a pretty desolate area. There's only three real little stops along the way that actually have a store, which is a general store or a hotel um, or something along those lines. So having that support crew with you means that every every two or three miles, really, you're doing a quick stop. I'm talking maybe 30 seconds to get a fresh water bottle, get some ice water sponged on you or dumped on your head. Um, as the race goes on and you get more and more tired, um, you might take a 10-minute break. Um, you might take 15 minutes to cool down, maybe take a little bit of a cat nap. Some people do take an hour or two and take a full nap. The last time I did the event, I slept twice for 10 minutes and once for 13 minutes. So those were really the longest stops that I took. Wow. What is it that drives you to do this? Is it really just the let's let's do this so that I can say that I did it? What drives you? You know, um, I always start by saying my husband did it first. <laughs> and um, that definitely um, drove me a little bit, not not just spousal rivalry, but being a part of the community that does this event. This event is not just about the runner. It really is a team sport um, without your crew you don't finish this race. You actually don't even get that far. And so this community is formed because you have not just the 100 runners each year, but each of them bringing the two to four crew members and being a part of this entire community, working together to help people achieve something that seems to so many just on the limits of what the human body can do was very moving to me. Um, I had long been doing ultra distance events and longer runs, but the other thing that deeply appeals to me is um, I have a traditional faith that runs alongside a very deep spirituality and there is something so sacred um, to me and to many people who participate in this event about Death Valley, um, its its austereness, its beauty, its peacefulness, that there is really a level of, of meditation for me in this particular event that I've never found anywhere else. And that truly was my biggest draw um, to say, I, I just might want to do this one more time because the, the level of transcendence that I felt so many times um, in spite of the challenges and the conditions, was something that I, I have certainly found at other times and other places in my life, but is very, very rare. Star Blackford is getting ready to run the Badwater 135. That's 135 miles. She'll be running across Death Valley on July 4th. She's an avid runner from Central Ohio, and she's taking that Buckeye spirit to the West Coast. Star, we wish you the best of luck. What an undertaking. This is very impressive. And we hope you'll check in with us when you get back and let us know how it was. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. 
The Buckeye Show. You've already got Ohio State and Michigan that made a four-team college football playoff, so the goal would be to shoot for four teams, right? To get into a 12-team model. The Buckeye Show. Sponsored by CareSource. Weeknights at 6 on The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. The Dash for Donation, Saturday, July 8th in downtown Columbus. It's much, much more than a race. Lifeline of Ohio puts on this event every year to raise funds, but more importantly, to raise awareness about the importance of organ donation. And for that reason, we're joined today by a member of the board of directors at Lifeline of Ohio, Ryan Zinn. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Kate. How are you today? Great. Thank you. You are a board member, right? At the, at Lifeline? Yes. Yes. I joined the board last year in 2022. Okay. And Lifeline of Ohio is an important organization specifically for you personally, isn't it? It is. I am a heart transplant recipient and, um, I will be celebrating my 35th year in September of this year. So, um, so that's a very unique, um, unique thing because, uh, we typically don't last quite that long. So I'm not too sure, uh, exactly why I, other than I know my, my donated heart, uh, from my donor James was, uh, quite special, certainly to me and, and, uh, was a wonderful match. So, you know, we're, we're looking forward to celebrating 35 years. What a milestone to celebrate. Congratulations. It is Thank you. such a moving sort of a thing when you hear about people having donated organs. Maybe you've seen the video on social media of, of someone who, who lost a loved one, but whose loved one's heart or other organ goes on to save another life. And that is, that is so remarkable to me. In fact, I was, I was just at the BMV the other day, renewing my driver's license. And of course, I want to check that box that says I'll be an organ donor. From your perspective, Ryan, what, what would you say to someone who says, Ooh, I don't know. Do I want to donate my organs? What, what is, what is sort of the, the approach to that? Well, we often have the opportunity to talk, uh, among the, the community uh, about organ and, and tissue donation and transplantation. And, and the story that I love to tell, of course, like, you know, my personal story, and I'm happy to share at any point, but I love to tell the story of, of legacy. What do you want your legacy to be for the life that you live? And I like to tell then the story of my donor, James, the legacy that he has left behind is me and my eight-year-old daughter, the marriage that I have, the education that I've been able to achieve, all the things that I've been able to do in the last 35 years, that is the legacy of my donor, James. So that's the type of story that I like to tell and try to inspire people to think about how they can impact so many lives, how they can save so many lives through donation of organs and tissues. You hear these these stories. I actually went to calling hours for uh, someone who passed away and a family member of a recipient of an organ that was donated by that person was at the visitation paying their respects to the family and saying thank you. And it's something that you can't even conceive of, of course. None of us think about, well, what will happen after I die? But what a wonderful gift to give. And that's why on Saturday, July 8th, 
Lifeline of Ohio is holding a pretty big event downtown in Columbus at Genoa Park. They're having their Dash for Donation, and it's a whole day of fun. I would imagine this is a big uh, a big outing for you and your family, Ryan. It is. It, the only reason we've missed in the past is uh, because of being out of town a few times. Uh, otherwise, we have it on our calendar, and we're looking forward to being at the Dash on July 8th of this year. Uh, this is the 24th year we've been doing this. It's amazing. It's been so many years now, and, and we're excited. We're going to be downtown Genoa Park next to Cosi, and uh, I'll be out there uh as I like to say, waddling through a 5K. I don't know that I'm much of a, a fast uh, distance runner nowadays, but but I'll be out there with my uh, my daughter. She'll be running with me, and and my wife will be well well past us. She's she's more of a distance person than I am. But you got the 5K, which can be walked. It can it can be run. We've got a one mile fun run or fun walk, depending on what you prefer to do. And we even have a mascot dash for kids seven years and younger where they get to run with it. Typically, it's around 20 different local mascots. It's just it's hilarious. It's wonderful. It's about a 100 yard dash. It's so much fun to watch that. It really will be fun for the whole family. And registration is still open. I'm imagining you will register anyone right up until the time of the events uh, start that day. Lifelineofohio.org is their website. And it really is a family affair. So bring the kids, bring the, bring everyone, even, you know, the grandparents for the, for the one mile. I, although I know some grandparents that can take me off the line pretty quickly. So <laughs> it is yeah. a great event. And again, more importantly, it's an event that, that brings us back to this awareness and this reminder of what Ryan talked about, your legacy. What do you want to leave behind and what an amazing gift to share with someone that you We'll never know, but that will benefit so much from your gift of organ or tissue donation. Um, do you, from um, being a board member of Lifeline of Ohio, Ryan, do you have advice for people who want to make sure that when they say, I want my organs donated, you know, that their final wishes are honored? Is, is it simply just having that designation on your driver's license? Is that all you need? Well, certainly you need to register to um, to be on the, the state registry. So working with your BMV when you go in to um, renew your license is a great opportunity. They'll ask you those questions. Do you want to donate, et cetera? And you can say yes, and they'll sign you up there. You can actually go on to the state registry, and you can you can update that at any point. You can join at any point. And uh, so we just route people to Lifeline of Ohio's website where you can access the uh, the registry. And and so we just tell people, go to lifelineofohio.org, and you can join the registry there if you don't otherwise do it at the BMV. Uh, and what we always encourage people to do is make a decision and then talk to your family about that decision. It's important that they know what you want to do if something were to happen to you. And and that's really important. It's sometimes it can be an uncomfortable conversation for people, but it's a very important conversation. These uncomfortable conversations that are important are never quite as bad as you think they're going to be <laughs> and definitely right. worth having. So go to lifelineofohio.org first. 
check on your registration for organ and tissue donation. If uh, they have all of it, all of it right there, all of the information for you, they make it really easy. Lifelineofohio.org. And while you're there, go ahead and register for the Dash for Donation on Saturday, July 8th in downtown Columbus. It's going to be a great time. The kids can run with the mascots. You can do a 5K and say you did one. And it's early in the day, too. So you got your whole Saturday ahead of you, and you can just walk around telling everybody, I ran a 5K this morning. (laughs) And great, great fun, great music all throughout the route, and there's snacks and so on. So, yes, it's, it's an event. There is no question about it. Fun time for everyone. Ryan Zinn from Lifeline of Ohio's Board of Directors and a 35-year heart donation recipient. We uh, celebrate with you, Ryan. Congratulations on that amazing anniversary, and we'll see you at the Dash for Donation. Well, thank you, Kate. We appreciate it and uh, hope to see everyone there at the Dash on July 8th. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from the Ohio News Network. Summer is in full swing. If you think you're hot, well, so are your trees. You can help your trees by watering them, especially if they're newly planted. During the hot, dry summer months, your trees could use a water boost. Watering new trees a few times a week will help them survive while they're developing their root system, so don't forget about them. To find out more about watering trees, or to find a certified arborist near you, go to treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Our brains are just like the muscles in the rest of our bodies. They're strongest when we exercise them often. As students relax and reset over these summer months, it's important to make a point of putting their brains to work so they'll be ready to learn when school starts again in the fall. Read together, ask questions together, and explore your world together as a family. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Have you lost Ohio Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over. Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. 
Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. The fan, the fan, fan, fan. Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Some pretty big news for Ohio and Columbus recently. We're joined by Tim Bezbachenko, President and General Manager of the Columbus Crew Soccer Club. How how are things over at Lower.com Field, Tim? <laughs> They're fantastic, uh, Kate. It's good to it's good to be on, and um, we're really excited about the announcement um, of our All Star Game in 2024. It's um, you know obviously we're we're in the middle of the season now, and we had a good run of form um, with our new coach this year, and, and really you know gunning to be back in the playoffs. But at the same time, we get to plan uh, and 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 deliver this incredible opportunity to host an all-star game in 2024 and it's a way to really give back to our fans and 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 the community for for believing in us and, and and keeping the team here speaking of believing in you some credit as this announcement was made given to the very strong save the crew movement in the past few years that really were very vocal and instrumental they said in making sure that the team stays here stays home in columbus yeah, it was really a you know a trifecta uh, approach a few years ago. I guess it's about five years now where the you know previous ownership was considering moving the team to Austin, and the fans stood up, and as they um, were the best fans in MLS, and they stood up and actually were able to help keep the team here along with um, the governor. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the current governor, he was attorney general at the time. He, The state stepped up to support it and the city. Uh, so the governmental authorities that were in Columbus and this, this county and the state really helped us. And then ownership, uh, you know, the, the Edwards families uh, combined with uh, Haslam and Johnson's families who own the Cleveland Browns came together and said, let's this let's keep this team in Columbus. We know what a team means to a community. And with the rising trajectory of Columbus and the momentum that we have, it just didn't make sense for, for it to lose a professional team because they know what it's like when Cleveland lost their team, they know what it meant. So I think it all came together. It was called save the crew movement. And, um, you know, fast forward five years, and I feel like the league commissioner Garber has done a good job here by saying, Hey, this, this city, what they've done with lower.com and what they've done with the winning championships and putting a good product on the field and connecting with our corporate partnerships, they deserve it. They really deserve it. And I think that's, that's a testament to, um, to everyone, but, but most importantly, our fans. Well, Columbus seems to love the crew SC and other other parts of the state as well, of course. I know it's a year out, just more than a year out. We're being told July 17th, 2024 is match day for the All-Star Game. Yeah, July 17th, 2024 is a match day, but it's important to remember it's it's a week-long celebration. I, I've been to a number of these All-Star events that start even on Sunday leading up to 
where where MLS and the home t- town team really take over the city, and you um, you know the streets are decorated in uh, in MLS and, and MLS All Star colors, and you know the global stars in our league descend upon that town as well as the opponent, which this year is Arsenal, which is a famed club in the English Premier League, and 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 there's. There's just so many events and fun things to do in the community leading up to the match. So there's the All-Star uh, Skills Challenge the night before. There's a, actually an MLS Next Academy showcase for the younger players that are in MLS academies. And then there's a number of other sort of celebratory and, frankly, their parties uh, and, and, and work events in and around the All-Star game. And, of course... There's the excitement of the match itself. And let's think back, oh, just 23 or so years ago, the highest scoring all-star game in MLS history. And that record, I believe, stands to this day, was played in Columbus, Ohio at Historic Crew Stadium, right? That's right. I was actually there. Um, it's, it, we're, we are receiving the third All-Star game um, in our 20 or the 28-year history. It's the most of any team. I believe 2000 and 2005 we hosted, and I was at that. I was at those matches, and they're always fun because they're high, typically high-scoring. It used to be the East versus the West, and I think that was a something like a nine-four scoreline. It was. Um, recently, we've played an international opponent, either from Liga MX down in Mexico or from a Europe, you know, European um, country, and so I think that's the format, which is exciting because we get to pit our 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 stars in our league, and we'll put them up against any uh, team in in around the world. And so, if Messi were to sign, I don't know if you've seen the rumors, but Messi seems like that signing is imminent. Imagine Messi should be in the All Star game next year in Columbus, Ohio, playing against Luca Luca Zellerian and Cucho Hernandez and Darlington Agby. It'll just be a really fun fun. So much excitement. The Columbus crew already does so much in the Central Ohio community. Bringing the MLS All-Star Game to us in 2024 is just kind of a a cherry on top of that Sunday. Tim Bezbachenko, General Manager and President of the Columbus Crew SC. I know you've got lots to do. I'm going to let you get back to it. But thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us as we're all digesting that exciting news about the 2024 MLS All-Star Game in Columbus. Thanks for having me, Kate. Really excited for, for the city for this opportunity. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Bishop and Friends. It's not even like outlet surplus stuff. It used to be it was a big deal. Like yeah. you go to a, an outlet and you'd actually get a deal on something. Not anymore. It's the mall. Zero. It's just the mall. Bishop and Friends. Sponsored by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. It's time to talk Cleveland Browns football with Tyvis Powell from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show and our Eric Reeser. Talking now with Tyvis Powell. He's a national champion at Ohio State, former NFL defensive back, current analyst on the Cleveland Browns radio network. Tyvis can be heard on ONN affiliate WBNS-FM in Columbus. Tyvis, earlier this week, former Ohio State offensive tackle, current Tennessee Titan Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, told ESPN's Adam Schefter he's getting a six-game suspension for betting on non-NFL sports while at the Titans facility. He's one of several in this past week. Uh, I think it was a little over a month ago, Jamison Williams was one of several who got popped for betting at Lions facilities. Feels like a message is either not being sent or not correctly received 
Also, slightly hypocritical, the NFL is taking millions from online sports books, yet still forbids players to participate. What do you think's the fix here? You know, this is the thing with that, Eric. It's not that the NFL doesn't want guys to gamble. It's not saying that they absolutely can't gamble. No, you cannot gamble on football. Reason being is because you know too much as a football player. You have friends around the NFL. You could get inside information, so therefore it wouldn't be fair. So I get why they're not allowed to bet on football games. Any player that decides to bet on the NFL game is really just not thinking long-term about this whole thing, and they're really just trying to really see if they can get away with it. But as far as the – I will agree with the players on the fact that, you know, you are allowed to place bets, but you can't do it at an NFL facility. You know, that's where I'm a little bit on the player side on that one because it's like where does it matter if I place the bet or not? It's legal if I'm not betting on football. But I think that it's just one of those things that players just need to be aware of the situation. <laughs> if, I, it, it is, if you're going to tell me that, let's see, a, a rookie salary in the NFL is somewhere around $500,000, you telling me that you're willing to forfeit $250,000 just to place a bet, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I would literally just get in the car, go down the street and place the bet. Like, that's it's as simple as that. Um, I think these these guys got to be a little bit more smarter with that. Just be aware of the situation. Be aware of where they're at. You know, the it's not like the NFL is telling you you can't gamble. If you can't follow these two rules, then maybe you have a gambling problem. I think that's pretty much what it is. Ultimately, the NFL, like, the NFL does a great job of, you know, showing you, like, we'll give you some leeway. But, like, meet us halfway on this thing. Just don't place the bet at the facility and don't bet on NFL games. You can, I feel like those are two fair rules that anybody can comply with. If you can't, maybe you do have a gambling problem. So the NFL's regular season uh, crawls ever closer. Tyvis, there's been uh, there's been much news on the DeAndre Hopkins front, but with the Patriots earlier this week signing wide receiver Devontae Parker, do you think that increases the chances the Browns have a legit shot at Hopkins? Well, I think it does increase it because I think the Patriots were one of the few teams that had you know some cap room. Now, I don't think that Devontae Parker uh, signing is going to you know minimize a lot of the cap room that they already have. But I think that, you know, the thing is, you got Mac Jones, and Mac, you really don't understand what you have with Mac Jones. You know, this could be potentially the year to find out. And what you want to do is, similarly like the Eagles did, similarly like the Dolphins did, you want to, and the Lions, you want to get these guys a whole bunch of offensive weapons to throw to so you can find out if your quarterback is the guy or not. I think that DeAndre Hopkins still could be in play with the Patriots. Um, you can never count Bill Belichick out on things like that. But I do like the chances more with the Cleveland Browns, although the Browns have come out and said that they are good where they're at. You know, injury still is a part of this thing. And if somebody goes down, he is a very hot name. Even if somebody don't go down, he still should be a guy that the Cleveland Browns look at just from the productivity that he has. Yes, I understand that he will take targets away from guys like Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, um, and David Njoku, and potentially even take carries away from Nick Chubb. But when he's in there and he's on that field, he is very productive. And the chemistry with him and Deshaun Watson is undeniable. I don't see why you wouldn't. It's, there's no bad thing about bringing him to Cleveland. Talking with Tyvis Powell, former NFL defensive back, current analyst on the Cleveland Browns radio network. You, of course, can hear him on ONN affiliate WBNS-FM down in Columbus. Tyvis, is there any other free agent fish out there that you think Cleveland's going to try to land uh, before or at least before training camp or before the regular season? How would you feel about a Miles Jack? <laughs> Miles Jack is a very talented guy. 
And the thing that we know about Jim Schwartz is you can never have too many pass rushers. Now, I don't know how much he's be he's worth, you know, how much he's demanding to to be signed. But if it's something that's reasonable, I would definitely want to get another pass rusher in there, you know, just so you can keep those bodies fresh. The more pass rushers you have, the more fresh these guys can be, the more that they'll be enabled to get after these quarterbacks. So I think, uh, like I say, the way Jim Schwartz is going, although you did sign some rookies and you got double O and, you know, you got the guy uh, Isaiah McGuire from, from uh, Missouri, you know, he's very productive as well. You want to see what you got. But I think training camp, a lot of these veterans don't want to sign until after training camp because nobody wants to do training camp anyways. So you'll, if they do decide to do something like that, I think you'll see some of these veterans start to get signed towards the end of training camp, towards the end of preseason. He is Tyvis Powell, a national champion while at Ohio State, former NFL defensive back. You can hear him on the Cleveland Browns radio network as well as ONN affiliate WBNS-FM in Columbus. Tyvis, thanks so much for the time today, bud. No problem. Go Bucks. Go Browns. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Rothman and Ice. No, like, golf could still be fun with pants. Yeah, I just, I just think if there were shorts out here, I don't know if it'd be a big deal. A I lot do. of things can be more fun without pants. Rothman and Ice, weekdays at noon. Sponsored by your local Pella Window showroom. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time to discuss Cincinnati Reds baseball and hear from Steve Offenbaker of Locked On Reds with our Paul Keels. It's our pleasure to talk with Steve Offenbaker from the Locked On Reds podcast. We hope that you'll get a chance to check it out as we do on a regular basis. Steve, as this airs on the weekend, I want to go back a week to the previous weekend when the Reds hosted the Braves. There was the excitement of that 12-game winning streak, the come-from-behind wins that were part of that streak. But the great crowd response at Great American Ballpark, it was hard not to recognize that, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you didn't hear, th- that crowd, that three-game series was the largest attended crowd total for any three-game series in the ballpark's history. Uh, Cincinnati showed up, and there were a fair amount of Atlanta fans in the stands. I, I give them a little credit for traveling well also, but the energy down at the ballpark, the energy, either whether you watched it on TV or were down in downtown Cincinnati by the banks, uh, that energy couldn't help but rub off on you and get you excited. So I guess the translation is, if you win, they will come, right? Shocking, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it certainly was great to see. And Steve, the way that this team has made a pension out of come-from-behind victories, does it kind of set us up and spoil us a little bit when the Reds fall behind in games? It does, and what it's doing is it's hiding some of their flaws, which we've seen since last weekend. Uh, Their ability to come from behind makes them exciting. It's really these young players doing all of the things we had hoped that these young players would be able to do, but it is hiding the flaws, which is the pitching staff right now because of all the injuries. So, uh, while while it is exciting, uh, you know it's it's hard to it's hard not to get caught up in it. You know, I was saying this just the other day. I think we all got caught up in that winning streak and forgot for a second what some of the other problems were. But man, it sure has been fun to watch guys like De La Cruz and Steer and Matt McClain just do their thing. De La Cruz for everything he does, is it his speed that makes him such an X factor in your mind, Steve? Absolutely. He is such a disruptor. I I mean, we've seen it with the ground balls to first base that he legs out. We've seen it in how the defense responds when he hits what should be a routine ball to the outfield, how they 
change the way they play the game to try to keep him from doing extra special things and they can't do it. You know, everyone knows when he hits the ball, he's going to try and go for two. Everybody knows if he hits a double, uh, hits a ball into the gap, he's looking for three and it really puts pressure on a defense. And we've seen defenders make errors trying to prevent Ellie De La Cruz from doing his thing. Well, Ellie De La Cruz has provided the sizzle. Steve, is it fair to say that maybe Matt McClain has, and it's a short dose, but provided the consistency? Well, I, I think so. And, you know, Matt McClain's been up just slightly longer. They both have some things going for him right now. You know, Matt McClain came up, played very well right out of the gate, won a National League Player of the Week award, and has continued to deliver that level of performance. We've seen Ellie De La Cruz do that just this past week. He's been named the National League Player of the Week. He has uh, multiple extra base hits, home runs. He hit for the cycle. Uh, they're both doing things. I think when, when it's all said and done, Trying to figure out which of these rookies is better is going to be hard. It's really going to be just 1A, 1B in a group of players that are really just changing the way baseball is played in Cincinnati. And that could lead to a lot of good things. Steve, Spencer Steer, someone I want to get your thoughts on. We've seen what he's been able to do with a bat, but are you noticing a comfort factor now that he's playing more outfield? So he's settling in and becoming a true major leaguer. The nice thing about his defense is while... He has shown at times that, you know, he's not, he did not come up through the system as an outfielder. He's been more than serviceable out there, and every game looks better than the last. We saw him make some plays uh, in the corner and along the lines with limited foul territory that, you know, looked like a guy that had been doing it all along. And I think that what that does is it gives the Reds so much more flexibility. You know, I've been saying basically every player that comes onto this team from now on needs to know how to play at least two positions because there's so much talent to try and get into this lineup and Spencer steer volunteering. And he volunteered to do this, by the way, volunteering to play outfield is very reminiscent of Pete Rose uh, being willing to move from the outfield to the infield back in the big red machine days, because it then allows you to put uh, that much better lineup on the field uh, which makes the team that much more dangerous. Yeah, that's what brought about the George Foster revelation. Kind of the same thing, Steve, when it comes to Nick Senzel, the way he's had to uh, take on right field. Yeah, and he hasn't done quite as well. Uh, Nick's looked a little rough at times out there in right field. And, you know, the angles are different. You have to play a completely different way based on how the ball is spinning. Uh, you have to retrain your body and, and reprogram your muscle memory. And I think that he's having a little bit more of a difficulty pulling that off. Uh, he still used his athleticism to cover it a little bit and make catches, but they've they've not been pretty at times, him out there. But I think that what Nick's trying to do is to really take advantage of just any opportunity he can get to be on the field because he's, he's really in danger of being squeezed out as more and more of these young prospects come up. We would encourage all to check out the Locked on Reds podcast with Steve Offenbecker. Steve, thanks as always for your time. You know, we appreciate your wisdom. Thanks a lot, Paul. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Do you have foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Summer is in full swing. If you think you're hot, well, so are your trees. You can help your trees by watering them, especially if they're newly planted. During the hot, dry summer months, your trees could use a water boost. 
Watering new trees a few times a week will help them survive while they're developing their root system. So don't forget about them. To find out more about watering trees or to find a certified arborist near you, go to treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. Have you lost Ohio Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Our brains are just like the muscles in the rest of our bodies. They're strongest when we exercise them often. As students relax and reset over these summer months, it's important to make a point of putting their brains to work so they'll be ready to learn when school starts again in the fall. Read together, ask questions together, and explore your world together as a family. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast from the Ohio News Network. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time now to get some highlights of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Colin Barringer to set the scene. Thanks, Kate. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Adam the Bull shared his required number of wins for the Browns in 2023. It's very rare that you look at a team that finished in last place in their division and say they better win 10 games. Like, that's the bar. But it obviously is. There's no excuse for the Browns to be bad. Obviously injuries, but every team has that same injury excuse. Any team loses their quarterback, they're going to be bad, except for maybe the Niners. You know, if Joe Burrow gets hurt, the Bengals are going to win five games this year. Uh, six games, maybe. Seven. I don't know. They're gonna, not going to make the playoffs, I can tell you that. So, um, there is there is no excuse. You have to win ten games. You have to be in the playoff mix. Obviously, we I, I, I want to say they need to 100% make the playoffs. I, I think some people would say that's fair. I don't think that's fair, considering... You know, look at the teams. That, like, they finished what? With the ninth or 10th best record in the AFC last year? Did they any were in the playoff hunt till literally week 18. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. 
Announcing the Basement Dr. Cardale Jones Charity Softball Game. Presented by Dr. Pepper and Reichert. Join us July 21st at Huntington Park and watch Buckeye Great swing for the fences. Get your tickets at 971 the Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. That's all for this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thank you so much to this week's guests, runner Star Blackford, who's running the Blackwater 135 on Tuesday, a 135-mile race in Death Valley. Best of luck to her. Thanks also to Tim Bezmachenko, president and general manager of the Columbus Crew SC, and to Ryan Zinn from Lifeline of Ohio. Their Dash for Donation 5K is next weekend in Columbus. Thanks to all of our Locked On podcast contributors this week as well. For Colin Barringer, Eric Reeser, and Paul Keels, I'm Kate Burdett. Thanks for listening to Ohio Sports Magazine. Join us next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, 